Are you ready to talk Padres baseball? We've got you covered. Today, the Padres are getting ready to ramp up the latest homestand with their third of three against the Cardinals. And hosting the program, it's Mike Janella, continuing to be a trendsetter in the way of going all third person on himself. Well, welcome to a whole new world, baby. Get ready for Mike Janella and Padres Social Hour. Also on the show, it's Bob Scanlon, who's here mostly for his skinalysis, but also because he complimented bloopers dancing. Our bloopers got better moves, so. You think so? Oh, yeah. Look at that. You finally have someone defending your dance moves. Blue. And blooper celebrates. So and rounding out the crew, it's Jordan Carruth, who enjoys being on the program, but really feels like he's better suited to be out in the field. If you put me in left, I'm, I'm going to try to win you a gold glove. I'm going to make some big plays out there. Now, coming to you from the AMR studio inside the Western Metal Supply Company building, it's Padre Social Hour with your hosts, Mike Janella, Bob Scanlon, and Jordan Carruth. Welcome to Padres Social Hour as the Padres and Cardinals get ready to wrap up their series at 140. Kids Fest going on right now outside Petco Park before the first pitch later on this afternoon. Uh, Jordan, I think they're good in left field, but Bob, I think maybe get them in the bullpen. Maybe they could use them there. I think every more team could use some help from Jordan Crew. They're happy to have him here, man. Yeah, good, Scan. Good first time I get to work with uh, Scanlon on Padres. This is Social awesome. I've known him since he was just a little tadpole in this Aww. media cycle here in San Diego. Uh, I, thought big like, I thought you meant on the, the I thought you in life. Yeah, but, okay. it's awesome, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, great to be here go. with him. And apparently we're taking stuff out of context early on. That's Welcome to Padre Social we're, Hour. <laughs> that's the name of the game right here. Do, do you know who I'm talking about there? I was talking about Melvin Upton. It I sounded was not like you were talking, talking about, about yourself. Bob, it sounded like he was talking about himself. I, I think he was talking about himself. Yeah. It's okay. He's a man of confidence. Yeah, if we're nothing else, I'll, I'll, I will try to get yeah. you a gold it's glove. It's gold glove and I Jordan Carruth. Uh, no, and Jordan, you're actually here for the first time when the Padres are not going for a sweep. A good point. And both times they lost that game, so maybe turn the mojo around. They can actually get a win today because we were putting you on probation soon. Yeah, I saw that on Twitter, actually. You yeah. had put that out there on Twitter that if the Padres were actually going for the sweep today, I would not have been invited. Right. Redemption. Yes. Redemption, <laughs> yeah. baby. I yeah, believe, who needs the I sweep? believe revisiting our booking, uh, our guest booking was my, uh, my choice of words. <laughs> to be fair, to be you nice. are also 0 for 2 when it comes to the sweeps, but I'll, I'll go ahead I'm and here take all the blame. The time. I'll take the blame. I'll take yeah, it. Okay. Wow. You're the, the new thing. I'm the constant. <laughs> Calling out the host. <laughs> uh, jump in. If you think Jordan's the one to blame for these uh, sweeps that were not, and if things will turn around today use hashtag Padres SH and jump in on the conversation at Padres.com slash social hour uh, a couple days ago after the Pirates series actually with Bill Center here and I forget who the other guest was I think Mike Grace we debated if you're going to lose a game in the series if you're not going for a sweep which one is the better one to lose and I thought game two if you're in a three-game series you gotta lose one at least drop the middle one because you get some early good feels in game one and then game three you get some good feels going into the next series Agree? Disagree? <laughs> You're the care. one who was in a clubhouse. Yeah. You wow, answer this. Wow, this is a great question. I have honestly never been asked that question. I've never <laughs> well, given it one iota of thought. I so have an idea. You never plan on losing, right? But no. If you but had you know to, in hey, hindsight. Here, I'll, I'll go devil's advocate. I'll say lose the first one okay. because then you come back strong the next two and you feel like, you know what? You got us the first game, but get out of here. We, got, we took care of business the next two games, and you take that momentum into the next series. There you go. I, I think I tend to agree with him. I would rather win the second game, which isn't – Great, a great answer for what happened with the Padres in this series, because right. they took Game One. But I mean, you're feeling better coming from the coming to the ballpark after a win, right? Yeah, all, the all next the time. day you're Absolutely. coming after a win. That's probably the game sure. you want. Right. Probably Game Two. So you like having the two in a row to win. Yeah, at some I think point. it shows a little bit of toughness too. You drop the first one, it's like you know what? we're not going to get down. We're going to come back strong and take the next two. And and then if you win the series, it's even bigger. 
Maybe well, it's because I like sandwiches. That's a given. That's the whole point. Yeah. Got to right. win the series. Maybe I like sandwiches. I like, you know, the win at the beginning, the win at the end, and then the middle one, you can kind of forget about well, you that. You know, from day one, I've been the scan sandwich. The scan so. sandwich, yeah. Welcome to that. Uh, we've got a lot to talk about today. We've got, it's Game of Thrones Day. Happy Game of Thrones Day, Jordan. Thank you. Thank you. Scanlon, I know you're very excited for Game of Thrones. I am so on. thrilled about this. And my wife is just, she has been <laughs> waiting for this for a long time. She's an avid watcher. She is, she's addicted. So she'll uh, you really get a little bit of her, uh, her drug of choice tonight. It's awesome. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever happens behind closed doors in your house. Hey, it's a good thing in the Scanlon family, yeah. let me tell you. <laughs> uh, you don't watch, though, right? You're a complete Game of Thrones outsider. I, I stay away from it. All right. Yeah, We're yeah. going to have some fun with that later, so awesome. stick around for that. Are you a fan? I, I'm a big fan of Game of Thrones. I'm a little concerned how we're going to have fun with it because there's a lot going on in that show. Well, yeah. Well, and I, I don't know how we're going to be able to relate it to a baseball well, show. This, again, doesn't feel real good because I'm surrounded by two guys that obviously watch it and love it. We're going to have a game with it, which means I'm going to beat up the, the, the butt of all the jokes. That's okay. I can handle it. You got called young Clint Eastwood the other day for your dashing okay. good looks. I'm we have to tear you down a little bit I'm every prepared. once in a while. I yeah. will be ready. Um, to make up for that ahead of time, let's talk some baseball, right. since you can obviously speak better to that than us. Uh, tough loss last night, obviously, and it was the bullpen, let it get away. But Cesar Vargas, good start. What'd you like out of him? Yeah, you know, it was fun to watch him pitch. And what was interesting is he had that nice cutter going. I didn't know that he had the cutter. I knew he had a fastball 88 to 90 miles an hour. I knew he had the great breaking pitch. I didn't realize he had that much movement on his fastball. And what was nice also is you could tell he was a little nervous early on, right, Jordan? Yeah. I mean, some fastballs up debut, in his own. For sure. Yeah, exactly. And, and we talked about this in our preview of the game. You know, look, it was going to be how he controlled his butterflies. I thought he did a fabulous job. Didn't get hurt early in the game when he was a little bit amped up, but he settled down, made some nice pitches, and hey, for a debut, you can't ask, ask much more than what he did. Yeah, it seemed like the reaction mostly was they were, they were excited that there was so much late movement when it came to his pitches. Right. I think it did surprise a lot of people because we haven't been able to see him. It was his major league debut. We haven't seen him at this level. So a lot of people seeing him for the very first time, I think a lot of people were excited. Um, I know Andy Green was excited about him afterwards. He said he would not hesitate to throw him back out into that rotation, pen, whatever it needs to be. He feels comfortable with him at the major league level. I mean, he made one mistake leaving something hanging, and it left the yard, but uh, that was about it. You know, I thought also this was the epitome of the pitcher has the advantage when it's the first time he's facing a lineup. You know, people always ask, advantage hitters, advantage pitchers. Last night was such a classic example because as much as you can tell guys, hey, he has a cutter, you have to be ready for it. The way Until that, you see it, and the way every the cutter is different. Exactly, and the way the Cardinals were reacting to his cutter last night, you could tell they were seeing fastball, but every guy the first two times to the lineup was still out in front of that little cutter. They just were not adjusting to it. They were way out in front, and it was a unique pitch, and obviously uh, he was able to get, get through the lineup at least two or three times. And it was really important to see him go out there and perform the way he did because the Padres are dealing with some injuries to the starting rotation. That's the whole reason why he's even there. So it, it makes, I'm sure, Andy Green a little bit more comfortable with the situation knowing that he can throw him out there yeah, and it's and he not says, be And terrible. Green says, yeah, comfortable giving him one more go-round. Right. But, and we talked about this with Robbie Earl a couple of weeks ago, and look what's happened to him with the injury. Uh, I don't think I see Vargas as a long-term rotation solution. Do you? Uh Honestly, Great yesterday, and maybe a good stopgap. Uh, unless he has something else to bring to the party. He's got a nice cutter. We saw the curveball now. If the, if the command gets a lot better and he can spot that thing to both sides of the plate and start back during it, he's going to need a little something else the second time through. What we saw last night, for me, is not enough to stay in the league as a rotation guy, but could still be a very valuable piece as a swing man, coming out of the bullpen, giving you some innings, being that fifth starter type guy. But who knows? Maybe he's got a nasty changeup that he, that he saved for us that we haven't seen yet. Hopefully. Hopefully that's what he's doing. Hopefully he's yeah. saving a couple of pitches. Yeah, I mean, I don't think he's a long-term guy for this season. I don't expect him to be in the rotation for the rest of the year. 
but it was nice that he can come up, fill that gap real quickly when needed. That makes you feel a little bit more comfortable Definitely. with your situation. Yeah. yeah, let us know. Like we said, hashtag Padres SH if you think Vargas is a long-term solution. I met up with a couple of friends late after the game yesterday. Uh, one of them grew up in Tijuana, a new friend. I just met him yesterday. And when he found out I was at the game and I worked for the Padres, his first question, how did Vargas look? Yeah. And I think you know a lot of people – the good thing with him is that it helps. I mean, he's the uh, eighth, I think, Mexican pitcher uh, to pitch for the Padres. And there's that fan base that would love to have that kind of iconic guy they can rally behind on this team. And, uh, yeah, it would be great to, if it was him, but not sure if that long-term potential is there. Well, we'll wait and see whether he's the rotation answer like we talked about. Right. Who knows? But I think he can certainly serve a role in this, in this bullpen. Remember last year, Jordan, the biggest thing this team was missing, in my opinion, in, in, with the pitching staff was a lack of a long man. And I think it really came to roost as the season went on, and they had to go to the same short guys over and over and over until about June. Those guys were all burned out. You know, we, we saw Maurer go down. We saw uh, uh, Dale Thayer go down. Mm -hmm. uh, Nick Vincent went down. To have that type of guy, not, not, not the sexiest guy, right? Not the sexiest role, not the role that you want to have, but certainly a role that's really valuable. A necessary one. Yep. Yeah. All right. Uh, I want to talk about this now because this was after Vargas left the game and the bullpen let it slip away. Uh, Jed Jerko. You know, old, old uh, familiar face hits a home run, and his brother had been tweeting a firestorm yesterday. <laughs> so we have some of those tweets, but we're going to get to those a little bit later. So those of you who followed along, if you haven't, uh, definitely look up these tweets. Let us know what you think, because we talked yesterday about Jerko, whether the fans should have booed him or not. Well, his brother took offense to that and ended up having some fun with the Padres fans, and I, I can't wait to get your reaction for it. So look those up, because we want you to be prepared for that discussion as well a little bit later on in the show. But first, a reminder that there are still 2016 All-Star Game ticket strips available, and the only way to guarantee access is through Padres membership. To learn more or to become a member, visit Padres.com membership. It's a beautiful Sunday afternoon here at Petco Park. We're back with more Padres Social Hour right after this. Before every game, get your Padres talk on with us. This is Padres Social Hour. We're back here in the AMR Studios Padres Social Hour. And joining us now, fresh from the clubhouse, Ryan Bookter, who's been having an awesome season, kind of out of nowhere. I mean, before this year, one big league inning to your name, and now you've been thrown into every kind of fire Andy Green can find so far this year, and we're doing the same, putting you right on the Cholula hot seat. What's up, Ryan? How's it going, guys? Good to be here. It's good. Uh, Scam, what have you seen from this guy this year? I mean, it's been very Oh, it's been impressive stuff, impressive. but really not, not so much of a surprise, and he'll probably attest to it because, we, hey, all those years in the minor leagues, bowing guys down, and, <laughs> and you get to a point, right, where uh, after, what was it, nine minor league seasons or something ridiculous like that, and some trips to Mexico, which I want to talk to you about also, uh, you know, finally getting an opportunity, and it seems like it's really well-deserved. Congratulations. Thank you very much. Yeah, it's, it's been a long time, and uh, I mean, honestly, I thought I should have been in the big leagues last year or even the year before, and, and kind of I viewed those last two years as a waste in my career because I've had my best stuff, and what I'm doing now is basically what I've done the last two years, three years even, and, and just trying to keep the ball rolling. And it gets to a point, right, where you're thinking, what more do I have to prove, really? Right. I mean, and there's really nothing more you can do because if you try to do more, then you're pitching outside yourself probably. Yeah, I mean, that's, uh, that's my wife's favorite line what, what else do you have to do but you know <laughs> for me it's just kind of one pitch one inning one hitter kind of keep the small things going and that's how I, I try not to view the whole big picture at least every time out yeah. has it been everything you've expected so far anything different than you had thought being up this long uh not really I mean 
a lot of these guys have gotten out, whether it's spring training or even the guys that go up and down in, in, uh, throughout the course of a minor league season. I've faced these guys, uh, you know, going to Philly, facing Ryan Howard, facing Chase Utley in, with L.A. I've, I spent, you know, four, four or three spring trainings with Atlanta facing those guys, it's, you know, almost every week it felt like. And, uh, and when I was with Atlanta, they threw me right into the fire in spring training. I was three, four, five facing every big name out there that's on the Florida coast. So it, it's just come out, do my job, and make my pitches is all I really want to do. No, I read and just want to confirm this. 33rd round draft pick? Yeah. Way to go, man. Yeah. I love this. I was the 25th round. Yeah. They blew me off, too. Like, they, they're never going to make it. Yeah. Anybody that's not a first through seven, they want to write you off right is away. That, I love these the, stories. Is that the cutoff, like seventh round or double-digit uh, rounds? When do you start considering yourself a late round guy? It, it depends on each organization. I mean, it used to be they'd find more jewels later on, but uh, still, that the 33rd round? That's I mean, awesome people story. aren't going to give you yeah. the benefit. You, you didn't have the best locker when you showed up. No. <laughs> no I, was, I was a draft and follow. I wasn't expected to sign. Yeah. Uh, I was basically – I was drafted just so they can keep my rights for up until the next draft. And if I happen to grow six inches or throw 10 miles an hour harder, <laughs> then I'd be, you know. Well, yeah. it's a nice investment, right? Yeah. Or come up with a filthy slider like you. Right, yeah. exactly. Um, one thing Andy Green said about you after the other night when you came in and threw another scoreless inning says, nothing phases your confidence. That's why he likes putting you in all these big leverage situations. Where do you get that from? I, I, I mean, it's just the years of, uh, you know, kind of grinding it out and and seeing how the progression of my career has gone and the you know when I first started playing everybody wanted me to be the lefty reliever with a big curveball and Andy Pettit types you know I throw over the top more high glove and as my career's going on I've kind of gotten a little more stubborn and I started throwing my fastball a lot more my fastball keeps getting better and better and uh, when I spoke to him in the offseason I I told him you know I, I'm I'm a big leaguer right now, and I can throw in seven, eight, nine, and throw my fastball. I think the last two times out, I've thrown nothing but fastballs. And I, there, I don't think there's a hitter here that I can't throw my fastball to, location or uh, count. I, I think I can pretty much do it at any time I want, and that's kind of the mentality I take each time I go out there. Saying that only gets you so far. Delivering it, though, is what really makes it worthwhile. Oh, no question, but... You can tell he has the confidence to do that. Just saying you know? that, yeah. yeah. And what he went through in the minor leagues, I mean, that's a tester. That, that really defines a lot of guys because a lot of guys, as he's seen, give up. You know, they get frustrated and they, they shut it down. He fought through that, and I think that's another one of those things. Look, if I'm a GM trying to make a decision of a guy that I want to take a chance on that maybe hasn't gotten the big league time yet, not only the numbers, but that attitude right there and what he's shown he's gone through, and he's carrying it right over to the big leagues, man. Great job. Thank you very much. Uh, bullpen last night had some struggles. There have been a couple of games where, I mean, you guys have been great in stretches. There's also been a little bit of inconsistency. I think across the whole team, when the guys come in after a game like last night, what's the conversation like for you guys out there as a unit moving forward? Uh, I mean, it, honestly, it's kind of forget about it. Uh, the pursuit of perfection in baseball kind of takes over. Everybody wants to be perfect. And, you know, when you realize, like, you know, Brad Hand last night, he made three good pitches, and, and you're going to get beat. You're going to beat them just as much. You, you just have to be able to take, take the lumps when they come. And, and, I mean, he didn't make a bad pitch. Uh, via, if you look at the reports, he's making good pitches. Now, they make the adjustments. Now, that's when we have to counter and kind of come back at them uh, and, and really, uh, you know, kind of attack the hitters a different way. 
You, know, you talk about the adjustments, and obviously you're getting some pretty intense scouting reports now, I'd imagine, on some of those guys, maybe some stuff you didn't have before. And for some guys, it's a little bit of overload. Are you welcoming that additional information, or for you, is it more just, hey, give me the ball, I'm going with my best stuff, regardless of who's up there? I, for late-inning guys, uh, I think, honestly, it, it's kind of read the swing, read the hitter, read the situation. Uh, obviously, you want to know in the back of your head wh what the pitch is I can go to. If I want to double play, I, what can I throw this guy? Uh, or if I want to ground out, strike out, you know, that, that's kind of the information you want to have. For a starter, I think being able to see the guy two, three, maybe four times, you need the scouting report to be able to, to kind of mix and match and, and piece at bats together and, and have success. Yeah. Something that hasn't changed is that the bullpen, you guys are, you're out there all game. Not, you, things change around you, cell phone usage, all this stuff. But out there, you're still out there like baseball's always been. How are you guys staying entertained out there? Anything different from – Maybe scans days, anything new to pass the time? Yeah, I mean, that, that's the biggest secret in baseball. Everybody wants to know what goes on in the bullpen. <laughs> You're sitting out there just yeah, yeah, sunflower exactly. seeds. Yeah, exactly. we're always curious. Just, yeah, we, yeah, we just watch the game and, and study the hitters throughout the whole game. That's uh, all you do, man. You're just bearing down every pitch. Absolutely. We don't even talk out there. Man, just keep it under hey, lock and hey, who's key. Been, who's been a mentor for you out there so far? Uh, I mean, pretty. I mean, Fernando, his work ethic, I, I noticed it. I've noticed it before, but yesterday we were sitting there and for 39 years old, that he's in incredible shape. Uh, Boxman helping me a lot. Uh, just everybody's been kind of, you know, seeing things or helping out, and it's kind of that, that's what's good. You get the you get older guys, you get the younger guys, and you kind of just kind of fit in between and, yeah. and do as they do. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone sees the arrow shooting and the animal voices and stuff, <laughs> but everything from everything we've heard, Rodney could be like a CrossFit champion. It's if incredible. You needed to. It, I mean, he's in there. As soon as we get here, he's in there doing warming up, doing some sort of workout. Whether every day he's doing something, it's it's unbelievable that that he has taken care of himself this long. Like as good as it's been, I I was just. I mean, I don't to look at him and just go. Like 39 years old, I wish I could be in that type of shape. <laughs> yeah, Get that right now, and I'm like 10 years old. <laughs> yeah, that's the reason yeah. he's been sticking around, right? Now, it was great the other night when you and he uh, tag teamed there in the bullpen. You, who finally is getting your first big break in the big leagues, and he, who's actually older than Andy Green, <laughs> you know, that's, that's a bullpen. You get those kind of different characters and stories, and it's awesome. Yeah, so. yeah. All right, thank you very much, and continued best of luck this year. All right, thank you. All right, you are now officially off the Cholula hot seat. You, you've handled yourself very well. What else did we expect? Uncapped real flavor with Cholula hot sauce. The hot sauce with the iconic wooden cap and the official hot sauce of the San Diego Padres. We're back with some Game of Thrones and some family tweets coming up. This is Padres Social Hour. You want to talk Padres? Lucky for you, we're doing exactly that. This is Padres Social Hour from the AMR studio inside Petco Park. We're back. Thank you, Ryan Bookter, for swinging by. And he may get in the game today. Did not pitch last night. It's Padres and Cardinals coming up at 140. Colin Ray for the pods. Mike Leak for the cards. Uh, we teased this before Ryan's uh, popped by. Uh, so last night, Jed Jerko hits a home run. And the night before, Jed Jerko had been roundly booed, which we talked about in the show yesterday, if that was the right thing to do or not. Well, uh, Jed's brother, Randy, who I guess is pretty well known for being uh, a little bit of a mouth offer on Twitter, uh, <laughs> went off on the Padres fans pretty much on Twitter after the booing and then after yesterday. We're only going to show one of the tweets, but uh, his handle is Goose Jerko, all one word if you want to catch yourself up. And there was one that I wanted to, um, to show, because after Jerko hit the home run, he kind of did a, a bat spike almost. It wasn't even a bat flip. 
And he goes, honestly, I want a jet to bat flip, then do his entire trot on a surfboard while chugging a stone IPA at home plate. Hashtag STL cards. For me as a fan, and here's the Jerko. Yeah, it wasn't really a bat flip. He kind of just like spiked it on the ground. And I'm sure for him, he had to love it after all the booze he'd been getting, which we agreed yesterday were deserved, I guess. Uh, I mean, as a fan, I love it the whole instigation, because I want a villain. I want to be mad at Randy Jerko. I want someone to kind of be angry with. Wait, did you guys concluded yesterday that it was appropriate for the Padre fans to boo him? Yeah, why is that okay? I, I'm curious about that. Bill Center says, you buy a ticket, you can boo whoever you want. True. Jesse Agler said, it's, you're trying to give yourself an advantage. If you're booing the guy and he gets in his head and he strikes out, you did your job. Me, I thought if, you, if you're traded away, you get a little bit more leeway. But if you leave for like free agency grass is always greener, then, you know, bring out the boo birds. Uh, I'm with you, man. Okay. Yeah. All well, right. I'm, on, I'm on your yeah, side I wish you would have been one. here with me yesterday. Guy regardless. He played hard while he was here. Regardless. He was he hurt. Got, he he got gave it everything he had. So yeah. you would boo Justin Upton if he comes to town this year? Had he come to town this yeah. year? Okay. Yeah. More so than I would have Jed Jerk. After the first at bat or the first, you know, game or something like that, I think it, it's all fair. We but, did, but early no, on? we didn't ask was Blooper. Blooper, who, what did you think about that? I uh, don't care what, how he left, whether it was free agency or not, or uh, traded. I would have booed for performance as a padre. <laughs> okay, all right. I like that. It's wow. a meritocracy under wow. Blooper's reign. Uh, Padres Geeks are tweeting in, I took a look at Jed's brother's tweets. Good grief, he should have backed away from the keyboard. Um, Scan, if you played today yeah. and you had a family member that loved to chat online, yeah. I mean, do you text them after the game like, hey, dude, like chill, or, well, do you, or do you just let it let it ride? I'm fired up, man. I got somebody that's got my back. If your family doesn't have your back, who does, right? It's a good now, point. Now, now, do I necessarily want to? Not me. I would tell them, shut up. You're hey, making me look bad. Do I necessarily want to see it out there in, in that format? Probably not, because all it does is stir things up with your former teammates, and people can misconstrue it. They start thinking, oh, that's Jed's feeling about leaving San Diego, which I don't think it is, right. but certainly as a family member. Hey, but you know what? It's a new era right now. Social media is out there. Everybody has a platform. He's using his platform. Yeah, I would prefer those to be text messaged directly to Jed Jerko, just like, hey, I have your <laughs> well, back. I, I, I'm sure that Jed didn't get the PG version. The PG version was on Twitter. I'm sure there was a different gotcha. version. That's a really good text. point. I would rather see what the text message If this is what the tweets yeah, looked like, I would the, love right, to see the, the text message. Yeah. 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 Um, no, he, he went off. So I think as a fan, I love it, even though it makes me hate him because I just like having a villain. If it was me playing, I would not want it. Uh, let us know what you think. That Hashtag kinda, Padres SH about that, those tweets. The kind of reaction is probably why he's getting booed, right? Oh, I mean, knowing like that's going to be the reaction if Jerko does hit a home run. It's probably part of the reason why he's getting booed to begin with. Yeah, but Jed's such a mellow guy. I mean, really, th that's I don't know. Not that little bat flip was very uh, bat flip. not mellow. He hit that ball 500 feet. He crushed it yeah. against a team that traded him away. I mean, I don't have yeah, a problem mellow with that. Mellow goes out the window at that I point. I didn't think he showed it. Yeah, I don't know yet. if he got a co-rushed or not. From uh, Ted Lightner. I, I doubt, doubt that he got a co-rushed. Co-rushed. No, <laughs> yeah, I doubt it too. I don't think the, uh, the away teams get those. No. No, they don't. Yeah, very, very, very home team only. Um, all right, we've been promising this. I've been looking forward to this most of all for today. It's time for some Game of Thrones. You're okay. You're okay. Oh, I'm it's more gonna than okay. It's going to be all right. I am more than okay. What is oh, happening? Scan is unbuttoning his shirt. I, I came, don't know what's about I to happen. I came prepared. Mother of Dragons <laughs> t-shirt on oh, yeah. Bob Scanlon oh, yeah. right now. This oh, is yeah. you amazing. Said you I am more than prepared. <laughs> 
I am ready for this. <laughs> Sun's you, out, guns out too. The sure, shirt sleeves sure. are way hey, up you the know shoulders. That's, you know, the wife is that your wife? Okay, my turn. My turn. Can I borrow your T-shirt? Oh my here it is, man. Gosh, see, I'm gonna be in big trouble now for two things. First of all, I'm not gonna represent the family well in terms of answering questions, and I'm stretching out her T-shirt, man. I'm in the doghouse when I get it. Throw it in the dryer. It'll be good. You gotta represent. This is so amazing. I I love this. I wasn't prepared for this. Neither was I. How could you be prepared for this? I know you guys are jealous. It's very. Yes. I'll get you one after the show. Yeah, we're not hiding it. So good. We we're very we we are jealous. Man, this I don't know where to go from. All right, let's let's go to the game. Flustered him. You did. That was part of my game plan. It worked. Flustered the guy asking the questions. I got a chance. You're in his head. Blooper. We have some theme music for this. Oh, look at that. So we're taking two of my favorite things, just because we had talked about it yesterday, pro wrestling, of course, and I promise we won't get into that too often, but I figured, Jordan, you actually had this idea. It's like, hey, what do we do with Scan for Game of Thrones? He's not a watcher. So this is all your fault. I came up with uh, an okay. okay game. Uh, You're going to be happy yeah. with the game, I so promise you. <laughs> we're playing Game of Thrones character or professional wrestler. Bob, I'm going to give you a name, okay. and you'll have to say it. You'll have to guess if it's a character from Game of Thrones. That's not too bad, right? Or a professional wrestler. I feel like I should have a Luce Libre mask on right now also. I, I agree with that. that. If you had warned me, I could have busted one out. That would be got? awesome. All right, so we've got ten here, so let's, uh, let's do it. Let's see how you All right, do. Let's get through it. Number one, the Great Kali. I'm going to go wrestler. That's right. Sound effects for that? Yeah, we got sound effects for that, Oh, too. nice sound effect. Way to go, blooper. Number two, Khaleesi. I'm going to go Game of Thrones. She is the mother of dragons. You You're better know Khaleesi. Believe yeah, it. If not, <laughs> yes. T-shirt gave me the power on that one. Oberyn Martell. <laughs> Say again? Oberyn Martell. I'm going to go wrestler. Incorrect. Ah. Game of Thrones character. Darn. All right. Yeah, wrong. So you're two for three so far. Rick Martell. <laughs> Obviously the cousin of the previous Martell. Obviously. I'm going to go wrestler again. He is a wrestler, Rick the uh, Model Martell. Oh, early 90s. Nice. Right. We tried tricking you there. These sound effects are incredible. They're I'm starting start right? to break out in a sweat here. The pressure's right. on. Man. I think yeah, it's yeah, the this t-shirt. Is, this is worse than pitching <laughs> in the ninth for, inning of a ball game right here. Three for four so far. That gets right. you in the Hall of Fame. The Mountain. The Mountain? Yes. <laughs> the Mountain's got to be in the ring. I'm going to go wrestler. Incorrect. Oh, really? The Game of Thrones? sounds very under Game of Thrones-y. If you saw him, he does look like he belongs in the ring. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. He would win a lot. He's a mountain of a man? He would win a lot. All right. The Hound. The Hound. That's got to be Game of Thrones. That is yes. Game of Thrones. Yes. Yes. He's doing really good at this. He looks like yeah. a bulldog, right? Yeah. Thick, thick neck. He's yeah, wrinkly. Yeah. We've got, we've got yeah. Bob Scanlon here playing Game of Thrones character or professional wrestler. He doesn't watch Shit. either one. I might not have to sleep yeah. on the couch after all. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> uh, the Red Viper. That's a wrestler all the way. No, that's no Oberyn way. Martell from before. His really? nickname is the Red Viper. Oh, I'm yeah. over two on the same guy. Yeah. He doubled up on me. Right? Yeah. That's, that's good pitching on your part. You found the one guy found who the doesn't know. He's just going to go right back he's to pounding it here, isn't on the inside just half attack the is smart. Yeah. smart. I told you we'd get this back to baseball somehow. Yeah. Uh, the plain old, the Viper. The Viper? Game of Thrones. No, it's the nickname for Randy Orton, professional ah, wrestler. Darn. So, What's right. it, where am I at now? Right Last now? two. You're four for eight so far. You started off hot, and you oh, got to bear down right here. You're still yeah. in the Hall of Fame. Uh, Hornswoggle. Hornswoggle. Wrestler. Wrestler. Five yes. right. I'm hitting 500. That's and the last you're one. You're above. And the last one, Littlefinger. <sighs> oh, Littlefinger, Littlefinger, Littlefinger. <laughs> you're five Game of Thrones. So Game far. of Thrones. It is Game of yes. Thrones. Yes. Give me some. Give me some. 
Yes. The shirt. What size is the shirt? <laughs> it's an extra small. It's a women's yeah, extra small. It's something. amazing. Yeah, I'll get it. you guys one. I know you so want one. I want one. Six out of ten Bob Scanlon finishes. He's got magical powers. That is That is so good. Impressive. Thank you. I hope we play that music every time Scan comes back. That is so good. Um, oh, man. I had a lot of fun. Uh, we also, Jordan and I, and you won't get any of this, Bob, we decided quickly to, there are houses, families in Game of Thrones. Okay. So, you know, Khaleesi is from the Targaryen dynasty. So we thought, and this won't make any sense to you, but we thought we'd come up with who each of us would come from, which family, which house. Okay. So, Jordan, who did you have for Bob? For Bob, I have Jamie Lannister, just because yep. of the hair. I agree. You had tall, the same person? Yep. Tall, the hair is fantastic. Tall, good-looking, statuesque. All right, awesome. I'll take that for as a compliment. Me? Thank you. Yeah, you also shoved a kid out of a building. But hey, we'll move on. What can no you morals. do? That's all right. <laughs> uh, real quick, what do you had for me? I can't figure out one for you. I had a really difficult time trying to figure you out on and a Game of Thrones character. The, the issue with this game is no matter the person that you give someone, maybe it's taken the wrong way because even with like right, a right, great, like fine. Jamie Lannister, you have great hair, great looks. But you hey. can find the storyline where you're not so nice to children. It's like real life. Everybody's got white hat and black hats on, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, just put me in House Stark. I'll take okay, it. you'll yeah. take Stark. I like the Starks. Yeah. I'm sure you would answer it. Like, what? Where do you see yourself in Game of Thrones? Starks. Okay, yeah. you would put yourself Definitely. in Starks. Okay. I would have been Rob Stark, and yeah. You would have been Rob Stark. Yeah. Spoiler alert. That wouldn't have ended well for is me. That, is that a fair call on his it's part? It's a good thing. All right, we're gonna keep this he conversation going right into so the break. Okay. Yeah, so <laughs> not for long. Uh, we got some of these Jerko tweets to get to here in a second. And Blooper, great job with the sound effects, man. That was awesome. Thanks. I was here watching him work the post-game social hour last night. Hey. We give Blooper a hard time, but he's he's good at his we're job. We're working with That's a professional. Yeah. A lot of stuff goes Round in behind applause. the scenes, Blooper. It doesn't go unappreciated. Well done. Well I'm done. a professional. Uh, we'll get to some of your Jerko tweets in a bit because they are coming in, and I, I love the reaction so far. But when we come back, we had an interview that I taped yesterday with Mike D. and Bill Coleman announcing a brand-new partnership, a very important one. It's Padres Pedal the Cause, so we're going to talk about that when we come back. Before that, calling all casual wine drinkers and connoisseurs. Ooh. Padres Wine Fest, presented by Southwest Airlines, returns Friday, May 6th, before the Padres take on the Mets at 740. Sample wines from local and regional wineries while you relax and unwind. Party starts at 5. Get tickets at Padres.com slash party. Mike D and Bill Coleman coming back, and hopefully Bob Scanlon keeps his Mother of Dragons t-shirt on for a little bit longer. We're back with more Padres Social Hour after this. Before every game, get your Padres talk on with us. This is Padres Social Hour. Welcome back to Padres Social Hour here in the AMR studio. Two very special guests with me now. It's Padres president and CEO Mike D. And also the founder of Pedal the Cause, Bill Coleman. Gentlemen, welcome. Pleasure to have you both. Thank you. Nice to be here. We, out of respect for your taste in socks, Bill and I went sockless for this interview. I so. like that. Yeah, just put the eyes on me, and then you guys get to be a little bit more casual. I, I That'll love, make us look better. I love the bare socks look, but uh, people tell me that I, I can't pull it off that well. But I like it, so it looks good for you both. Uh, the reason you're here is to talk about, uh, Bill, your outstanding organization, Pedal the Cause, which now you've been doing it here in San Diego since 2013 and founded in St. Louis, fittingly that the Cardinals are in town this weekend uh, since 2009. But now the Padres are involved more than ever. So why don't you guys talk about what that new partnership is like this year? Mike, or do you want me to? Well, you know, we, we had great uh, experience with uh, Pedal here in San Diego the last two years. Uh, you know, the first year back in 2014, we rode an honor Tony Gwynn. 
this past year, uh, we had a bigger team, a lot of riders, and of course the Padres volunteer team was there in full force. And given our passion for uh, working with this community, which is different, as we've talked about, than most communities with respect to cancer research and treatment, uh, we're going to join forces with Bill and the and the Pedal folks, and uh, the, uh, the the new event, the, the the new name will be Padres Pedal the Cause, moving forward. And we hope that the uh, you know one plus one equals four in this case that we can bring the weight of the Padres uh, brand and our community outreach together with the terrific work that Bill and his staff has done to uh, really make a dent and make a difference on uh, cancer and cancer research here in the San Diego community. So we're thrilled. For anyone, Bill, who may not be familiar with your background, a two-time cancer survivor, and you've started this program raising literally millions of dollars since you've begun it to help eradicate cancer. Tell us a bit more about the program for anyone that may not be familiar. So Pedal the Cause is really is a cycling challenge. It's not a race, it's a ride. And it, uh, and it occurs over a weekend, and uh, there's riders of all ability. And uh, the main idea is, uh, is whether you lock yourself into a 10-mile ride or go up to a 150, 182-day ride, is to uh, raise cancer for uh, world-class research that will happen right here in San Diego and stay 100% uh, here in San Diego, benefiting uh, UCSD Morris Cancer Center, uh, the Salk Institute, Sanford Burden Prebis, and uh, Rady's Children's Hospital. And the way that the beneficiaries work, they all then use this money that's raised to work together toward finding funding new research and finding new developments. Is that right? Yeah, and that's what's really unique about Pedal, and uh, especially San Diego in particular. Uh, I told Mike when we uh, started talking about this originally, I'm not aware of any other cancer athletic-based event that uh, benefits more than one beneficiary outside of the uh, main organization anywhere in the U.S. So to benefit four organizations shows the collaborative nature that happens uh, out here in San Diego. And uh, and the way that the uh, the projects uh, work is that they're scored based on uh, a grant system and kind of based on what National Cancer Institute uh, type rankings work. And they get more points the more they collaborate. And I think that's really unique. And uh, San Diego is doing some amazing stuff out here. So uh, these are the dollars that usually fund the hardest to fund seed research ideas that hopefully lead into uh, a lot more government-founded grants, and uh, hopefully we'll uh, be finding some cures out of here. No, I, I love it, and especially that collaborative effort when you do get those results. It, I mean, teamwork makes it work. Uh, Mike, it's not just the pedaling. Petco Park is basically sort of hosting this thing. Tell us what fans can expect in terms of the Padres' involvement once this comes our way down in November. Well, the event will be uh, transitioning down to Petco Park. We will be the hub uh, from start to finish. Uh, it was previously uh, started at UCSD in the parking lot, so uh, it'll be a, a new route, uh, new infrastructure, new opportunities to uh, ride as you finish. Whatever ride you participate in, you'll finish uh, by riding into Petco Park. Uh, you'll be up on the big video board with your family, hopefully here, cheering you on in the stands, and there'll be parties and a lot of things out uh, in the park at the park as well. So. Uh, it, it's a unique event. There are some great events uh, in this community that benefit um, a, a lot of different, uh, you know, worthwhile causes. Um, unfortunately, cancer touches everybody, and that's why we've joined forces uh, on this particular front because it does have such a vast and profound impact on on so many people's uh, lives. Uh, it's great tonight, where you know we'll be seeing uh, the survivors uh, riding in uh, or, or coming onto the field as well who have participated in this event. 100% of the money stays here in San Diego. Very that, important. That was a know. difference maker for yeah. us, and, and we're close. We can't announce this tonight, but we're working hard to make sure that 100% of the money raised 
by the participants will flow through to the charities. We're going to do everything we can to underwrite any of the expenses for the event. So it's a unique event in that sense. And if you don't ride a bike, Bill mentioned the 10-mile, the 20-mile. We have a great virtual riding program. Yeah, you can do a lot of stuff <laughs> to jump in here without having to actually do the 30 miles on the bike. You can ride from your keyboard of your computer. Just uh, <laughs> send, more send a letter out yeah. and raise money, but you can volunteer. You can obviously donate. There are a multitude of ways that you can uh, be involved with this cause. It's great. Uh, and like I say, it's, I mean, like you said, it's something where either you've known someone that has dealt with cancer or you know someone who knows someone it's such everyone so I think it's the kind of cause and I mean good on you Bill because uh, everyone always has the idea I want to make a difference I want to do something to actually get this off the ground and make it as successful as you have it's just astounding to me well we're really excited about this uh, partnership I think uh, joining forces with Mike and uh, like you said before it takes a team I think uh, having the Padres team which uh, will be a great uh, brand to bring to uh, the momentum that uh, we've started here in San Diego and we really Hope to make this one of the top fundraising events on the uh, whole in the entire West Coast and do a lot of good and raise a lot of money. Yeah, and I mean, awesome to get that that Padres name and this successful organization together. I think it's a match made in heaven. So thank you guys for taking the time and it's here to talk about it. You bet, Mike. Thanks. Thank you. All right, for all the details, it's again the Padres and Pedal the Cause have announced this new partnership that will rebrand the annual cycling fundraiser as Padres Pedal the Cause, raising money for cancer research. This year's event, November 12th and 13th, and you can get involved by riding or again donating or volunteering. To learn more about how you can help create a world without cancer, a world we all hope to see one day, visit gopedal.org. Mike and Bill, thank you very much for taking the time. We appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks for having us. We're back with more Social Hour right after this. We're talking Padres all season long. This is Padres Social Hour, coming to you from the AMR studio inside the team store. A couple of fans we see here visiting us uh, at Petco Park here at the AMR studio. As you're taking a look at Kids Fest, Luigi's here. Thanks for swinging by. Luigi! Shout out. Good to see you. But hey, I like the jersey. Looking good, man. <laughs> Keep on visiting. Uh, some tweets coming in during that taped segment that we had uh, just before. Uh, let's see. Uh, for Jed to bat flip would have been dumb, so people thought the bat flip was bad, which is why all the boos were coming out, I guess. You know who um, would have hated the bat flip? Randy Jones. Oh, 100%. Jerko would have gotten tackled, I think, grounding first base uh, before he even came up to hit again. Yeah, you're talking like it was a Batista bat See, flip uh, in the playoffs or something. Like he threw it up in the air. Briar oh Gal <laughs> says Scan was wearing uh, ladies' clothing in honor of Prince. Very special. She Ooh, said with like five that, R's. Sorry that to see that, that hurt seeing Prince go, didn't it? Yeah, uh, I saw your tweet. You, you'd actually seen him in I did. Concert. I got a chance to see him in concert. One of the best concerts awesome. I ever saw. You talk about a man that was talented beyond belief and gave it everything he had in mm -hmm. live concert. Man, he was, he was amazing. Yeah, Rest I, in peace. Yeah, never an artist I got into or disliked. This wasn't my thing, but from all yeah. I hear, yeah. Awesome yeah. guy. I lost him too soon. Uh, there was a story in the UT, actually, that you brought up to me during the break, Jordan, where uh, they asked him about Jerko yesterday, and he said his brother's kind of an idiot. Uh, Jed said <laughs> that. Um, and then Jerko about the boo said, it is what it is, no hard feelings. Uh, Mike Matheny, Cardinals manager, says he was a little surprised with the boos here, that the guy was a good player. Yeah. Blooper disagrees, as he mentioned earlier. But, uh, yeah, what are you going to do? Um, all right, let's get to today's lineup and take a look at who the Padres are sending out trying to get that series win. And here it is, the top half presented by United. Pretty much the same, John Jay in center. Will Myers, red hot at first. Matt Kemp in right field. Melvin Upton Jr. in left. 
Brett Wallace at third base for the second game in a row. Then it's Alexei Ramirez at short, Jamile Weeks at second, Christian Bethencourt catching, and Colin Ray pitching. Now we had a tweet come in um, during the break too from Jason for Liberty saying that he thinks the loss yesterday was due to the terrible relief pitching that you guys keep saying is good, you guys being us. Uh, that loss was bad management yesterday. Lineup is the same as yesterday. We'll get to that in a little bit. Uh, but before we talk about the bats, I wanted to talk about that. It was a bullpen meltdown yesterday. We had Ryan Book draw. And there's been basically three really bad bullpen performances this year. Yeah. Otherwise, I think they have been really good. But how much of a role do you see them playing in the game today with that lineup supporting them? Well, the, the bullpen is always going to be important, no question about it. And obviously, it's going to depend a lot on Colin Ray, who's going to have to improve the command that we've seen in previous games. So uh, I have, have the pitching preview today. You can kind of look at some of the breakdown that I have of what's been going on with Colin and some of his outings and some things he needs to improve on. But the bottom line is, look, it's a sunny day here. Uh, the ball carries. There's a good chance that you're going to have to go to the bullpen probably after the sixth inning. You're going to keep an eye on things. And so the bullpen is going to play a factor no matter what. Look, in this day and age, guys don't finish games, so your bullpen almost by definition is going to have a factor in this ballgame. And one of the big things with Colin Ray this year has been his pitch count, right? I mean, he, he's gotten semi-deep into a couple games. He's had the three starts, and his pitch count tends to get into the 90s fairly quickly, and that leads to a lot of bullpen exposure. So the bullpen, of course, is going to play a huge factor in today's game. And, and remember, he got a Rule 5 kid, Perdomo, in the back end. I mean, he got, he got beat up badly. Villanueva got beat up badly as well. Yeah, but I think Carlos, for the most part, has done a nice good. job, but it was a bad yeah. day for the pen yesterday. I it think, happens. Jason, I think the bullpen is still good. I think it's still the strength of this team so far. It's been... You can circle them. Three bad games. The opening day game against the Dodgers yesterday and that game against the Pirates. Otherwise, yeah, they've given away games, but they haven't been blown out. It's been the offense that was struggling or the starters that couldn't go deep. I think this is still probably, on the whole, the best unit this team has had. It's still proven if you give them a lead, they're probably going to hang on to it. If they stop doing that, I mean, that, that, that's a different issue. But, yeah. but at this point, look, you're down by four or five. You go to the underbelly of your bullpen. It's going to get beat up sometimes. Yeah, I still think this bullpen is uh, – it's. Not, not terrible by any means. I think yeah. it's definitely, definitely good and hopefully for the Padres' sake, improving. Um, all right, Domingo's Padres, presented by T-Mobile, returns this season with the first one on Sunday, May 8th before the game against the Mets at 140. A popular tradition from the late 90s, it's a family-friendly celebration of Hispanic culture, including food and drinks, entertainment, and themed activities. Tickets at Padres.com slash Domingo's Padres. Jordan, you're going to make your Supercuts head-to-head -head challenge pick when we come back. So study that lineup we just showed you and find out who Jordan is taking on against Blooper. It's Padres Social Hour coming back after this. Get ready for every Padres game with us. Coming to you from inside the team store at Petco Park, this is Padres Social Hour. Padres and Cardinals wrapping up the series and Padres wrapping up the homestand. We're back here in the AMR studio and getting you set for that game and finishing up here ourselves. Uh, some tweets coming through, guys, that the, the Game of Thrones segment wasn't a big hit with a lot of people. Say, who cares? Well, it's the number one trend on Twitter, and it's going to be all day. So people care. It's all a right. massive awesome. show. Cool. Scanlon wore a women's extra small T-shirt in support of it. I, I, it's you a know big what? deal. I, I think it was more just a European cut. Uh, is that yeah. what it was? Yeah. 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 No, it's, I mean, we're trying to have fun here, and everyone's going to be talking about this show as soon as this game's over all night long. So Of course. It's I a big day. I apologize for nothing. No. Nothing yeah, you don't need to apologize. Everyone's excited for Game of Thrones. And like you said, you showed up in a women's 
extra small t-shirt. Just a European cut shirt, that's all. And you I, wore it well. I will give you that. So don't complain about it. We got that to happen uh, on yeah. television. I put my life on You're the line. welcome, San Diego I'm and America. I'm sitting on the couch tonight just so that San Diego could, uh, you know, have us be a part of that Perfect. event. Perfect. Can't believe, thank uh, you for that. Can't yeah. believe people on Twitter were complaining about it. That's a huge shock. I know. It's Complaints okay. on Twitter. Who would have thunk it? Um, all right, let's get to the Supercuts head-to-head challenge. We gave you the lineup uh, you last segment. Pretty much the same as I'm yesterday. Good with Christian Bethencourt instead of Derek Norris in there. Now, yesterday, Blooper came back with a vengeance. He picked Will Myers and got the point, snapping a two-game losing streak for him. Will Myers had been picked by the Couch three straight games before that. Our season score now is 5-4. to four. Couch still ahead. Jordan, the one time you've made a pick this year, it was Will Myers. I believe I started the Will Myers trend you for the couch. Uh, you got it going? No, you were you were the second of the three. Will I Myers carried picks. it on. You carried. There you go. <laughs> you were the first one to win with Myers, though, in that little stretch. So, uh, the first pick goes to you today, right, Blooper? You have the list. Yeah, it's uh, me. I'm ready. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. I'm gonna go with Colin Ray. Blooper loves the pitchers. I love he's, the pitchers. He's picked three so far this year, and the couch hmm. has not picked any. That opens and that the door for you, Jordan. Big time. You get any bat you want, Jordan. Yeah, I wasn't going to take Colin. All right, that kind of threw me off. I didn't know what he was going to do there, and that was not the expectation. I'll take Will Myers. Let's continue that. <laughs> Let's just ride it out and see how many points we can get for the couch. I mean, why not? He's, been he's red fire, hot right yeah. now. So that's now four of the last five games Myers has been picked by the couch. And it's panned out well. It's how did you not take well. Will Myers, Blooper? I like the pitcher. Going with the pitcher. He's a contrarian. Okay. That's okay. Uh, Cody Brocious, who uh, had a little Twitter feud with Jesse live during the show yesterday, uh, has a question. But first, uh, thank you to Supercuts for uh, providing us with the head-to-head challenge. He says, uh, wouldn't you start Rosales over Brett Wallace? Yes or no? Uh, I like Brett Wallace. I I thought he might get the start again today, especially against right-hand throwing Leak. He's got some good numbers against Leak also. So get him, Brett. That's my pick. Tomorrow, 5.30, Randy Jones and Brady Phelps are back. No Game of Thrones if that's what makes you happy. Mm. No wrestling either. But that was fun today. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Blooper, thanks. Thanks to you for watching. This is Padre Social Hour.